Claire comes to Vero Beach, I think for how many years, uh, to, to celebrate short filmmaking. How are you, Doug? I'm doing great. Thanks for doing this, Red. Good to see you again. Good to see you. What is the uh, name of your company? Uh, Asbury Shorts USA. We're in our 43rd year, but it's our ninth year where we're coming back to the museum, which is just, we love it. Great people there. And you've been a great attendee and a loyal supporter, and we greatly appreciate that. Well, I love short films as a genre. What's really cool is that uh, you started coming to town nine years ago, and it was it's fascinating. It's very exciting. And just like documentaries suddenly are a valid genre, so are shorts. I think maybe because we're running running around, but I, uh, I, I'm, I don't know, about a month ago, I started. I ran into a short on YouTube. And, of course, their computerization algorithms. Now, <laughs> every day I've got 17 new shorts to see. But it's very yeah. addictive because... Isn't it more of a challenge for a director to get succinctly get a message across and tell an entire story within whether it's nine minutes or 17 minutes? Well, it's tremendously challenging. Uh, You know, the storyline has to make sense and the time is limited and you don't have the the, uh, luxury of a feature film where you can go away for a while, come back 20 minutes later and get back into the story again. Um, successful short film whether it's a you know narrative comedy animation or documentary makes sense from the very beginning to the end mm-hmm. uh and it's a tough it's a tough job for these for these uh, filmmakers to uh, students always ask me when i lecture at nyu or columbia what what do you look for in a short film since you've been doing this for 43 years yeah and i say very simply an ending that makes sense it's the hardest thing to do for a filmmaker is to end their short, finish their story so that the audience doesn't do what? I don't get it. What happened? What did I miss? You know, it's that kind of thing. And um, the successful short filmmaker is a really talented uh, artist. It really is. You know, I, I, I started making films when I was nine years of age. You've seen the Spielberg movie, the recent one. Uh, and the uh, I started doing the same thing. I got a Super 8 when I was nine years of age, selling lemonade on the golf course behind me and <laughs> and uh, uh, there's a lot of us out there, you know. Only thing is, Spielberg kept at it, and he's a he's a genius, of course. But I, I matter of fact, I have a, a lady in the studio now. She doesn't want to come on on mic today, but she's a former publicity agent for Random House, and we're talking about film. And maybe she can help promote this. Actually, I think you're almost sold out for the afternoon show at the Vero Beach Museum of Art. I think we still have some seats for the evening. To tell okay. the folks, we'll come back to talking more about shorts, but right now, if you're interested in short films, there are some tickets available. What's the date? What's the title of this event? Uh, well, this is the 42nd Asbury Short Film Concert, uh, February 11th. And as you said, there's always two shows. They've been really terrific to us. Uh, the folks at the museum is a 1.30, and it's repeated at 7. And just go to their website for the tickets. I'm not sure exactly what to click on, but it's vbmuseum.org. And uh, and it's funny, it's the afternoon show usually does sell out before the evening show. And as you know, Rhett, because you've been a loyal supporter, before the pandemic, we sold out both shows every year. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, it's been a huge, huge, tremendous uh, reaction to what we do, you know, because we're not a film festival. We're an entertainment event. We yeah. don't believe in awards. We have a tagline that says we'd rather have malaria than do a Q&A. <laughs> and it's, 
you know, it's a, as you've seen, it's a fast paced two hours with a real mix of different genres. And that's the idea. And some of these films live on in your head. I mean, wow. <laughs> yes. I remember when I was, I was, I went to Dutch's community. Co- no, no. This was a Hudson Valley community. Which one was it? Yeah, what was Dutchess? It was Dutchess Community College uh, over near Vassar College in Poughkeepsie, New York. And I was taking a film class. I think I was 15 or 16. And it was this. Uh, you probably you probably even know this film if I tell it to you. There's a guy. <clears throat> he's, um, I guess he's going to be roped up to be hung. but uh, And they show this, this party doing this. Next thing you know is. There's this guy running through the fields, and he's doing this, and he's going to have a picnic with a girl, and it's all beautiful. And the next thing you know is he's back with a noose around his neck, and that's the end of his life. I think every film studio – I wish I could remember the title of that. It actually was based on a Rod Serling story. And I think every film student – I remember – yeah, New York Tech. Yes, they made us watch that film. It's tremendous. It was it was an but it lives, amazing like, influence on a I lot was, of filmmakers. I was sixteen uh, at the time because I remember I met Florian Wagner, who I dated for a while. I was sixteen; she was nineteen, and here I am, sixty-nine years of age, and that thing is still swimming in my head. Exactly, uh, it's yeah. amazing. The yeah. uh, but 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 because uh, you know, art is the spearhead of all change of a society, and this isn't just mere entertainment. Uh, there's just so much thought that goes into these things, the wild imagination of these young filmmakers. Is it easier for a young filmmaker, though, to get, I presume it is, of course, to get the money to do a short as opposed to, that was my big roadblock. I was 18, 19 years of age. I met uh, Arthur Penn, the director, and, you know, he said you can come and go out and be on this film, but he was making the one with, not with Arlo Guthrie, he was making the one with uh, Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson. And, uh, I just found it so frustrating to find, try to find financing back. You know, we didn't have Kickstarter back then that I just dropped out and be, decided to become a musician. But uh, yeah. it's it's. Uh, but now as a it genre, depends, um, you know, it can still uh, be quite an expensive hobby, even in the short form genre, yeah, yeah. depending because there's so many different elements. Uh, where's your location? How much do permits cost? Are you paying the crew? Do you need a camper? You know, all these things go into the production and it still adds up. It usually takes, uh, you know, God, on average, they have to raise money for like a year to two years before they can even uh, take the written page to the camera. It's just a tough, challenging thing. And these, and it's not always just young filmmakers. There are the established independent filmmaker artists who have embraced the short film world as their world, much like a sculptor or a painter. And, They'll continue to make short films in, later into their lives and see it as a short, you know, short stories on a screen. Well, you remember Raiders of the Lost Ark, a Spielberg picture. I remember he said it's called storyboarding. It's like little cartoons. He yeah. said they did sixteen hundred drawings oh, yeah. before Incredible. they put the film. They work for over a year putting all the. What they do is when they come and shoot a film, most people don't realize this. It's all stacked out. They've already had the people go and and seek out. Exactly. This building's going to be in it. We're going to do this scene here at this lake. You go there, and okay, we got to execute it as it says here, and uh, and it's a lot of sitting and waiting. I know that uh, Jerry Seinfeld said, "Hey, I did it once. I- I'm never going to do that again." It's the most boring thing in the world to make a film, but I love it as a genre. You <laughs> yeah. know, I-, I produced TV commercials for 35 years out of New York City. Did you? And 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 even that required. And the short form storyboards, which came from the ad agency, and then 
that came to the director and then they worked hand in hand to enhance those storyboards even if it was only a 30 second spot the 30 second spot might have had 15 different locations might have been shooting at night might have involved rain helicopters lots of expenses but that storyboard as you say was still at the heart of what was trying to be achieved and that's I think that short filmmakers who who use that tool, you know, work together. It's such a, a group effort. The director has to work with the production designer. The editor has to be involved. There's makeup people. And the storyboard is that loose uh, reference, which changes all the time, but it's a, sort of a Bible, you know, and how it works. It's just It just amazes me how it all comes together. Uh, oh, yeah. And how many people you have to rely on? I just, I'm just not good at that stuff. And you also have to be a psychologist because you know, I oh, was yeah. sh- I was shooting a film back when I was 18 to build a fire by Jack London. You know that little short story. I do. Uh, the, yeah. The guy yeah. freezes to death and the de- the dog lives. You know. Anyway, How'd you pull I, I, that off? <laughs> I'm shooting. I'm shooting the film. I'm out in. I'm out in the cold. The snow's blowing. Whoosh, you know. And I happen to have this man. He was a big uh, hurly girl, uh, not a girly guy, hurly girl. It turns out he was a girly guy. He's a big hurly man with a big beard and everything. And then all of a sudden, we're three weeks into shooting, he goes, I can't die frozen like that. My psychologist says it wouldn't be healthy for me. Uh, I said, okay. what? And that's Thanks when I met that. Arthur Penn. I said, to heck with the film industry. I'm out of it. <laughs> I went home. This little girl broke my heart who was a nurse. I wrote a song on my guitar. I said, that's it. Just me and my guitar. I don't need sound men. I don't need the cameraman. I don't need the lighting. I, I can do it all. I can direct my film in a little three-minute movie called A Song, a pop song. But, nice. Uh, nice. But, you know. And now, and now as we can, we've seen, you're a really damn good artist as well. Oh, you've seen my stuff? Yeah, on well, Facebook. It's well, very that, cool. You're very sweet to mention it. Thank you. Yeah, I had, yeah sure. I had my first show. Now, I, I'm going to boast now. Forgive me, folks. This is a warning that you're going to hear a boast. So the first show I'm going to do was a couple of years ago before we had this uh, this sickness that went around. And uh, these ladies on the beach said, well, we have a place downtown, and we'd like, we'd like you to be our featured artist. So I just started this thing. I don't have any training, and I have these little tiny paintings, and then, of course, I have big paintings. So I'm praying to the Lord above. I said, Lord, please just let me sell one little one of the little paintings for a hundred bucks or something, you know, so I'm not totally ashamed. Sold ten paintings. Three or four of them were the great big ones, and the rest were medium and then little ones. But the thing is, the last show we only sold maybe five or I forget what four or five. But the point is, when you start off that way the first time, no one can ever take that from me. I could be an right. utter failure for the rest of my life, but no one can take away the fact that my first show, people actually spent money on my art, you know, which is an amazing thing. But anyway, I think, thank you. I, I think the producers of short films would agree with you as well. That very first one yeah. in their in their canon uh, is such an important part of their lives and how it shapes them to move forward, whether they move into the industry, whether the short film was able to get them employment, or they move on to do another short. It's 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 quite the journey. Now I'm, independent I'm seeing a lot of shorts show up on Netflix and on YouTube. So what I'm this is conjecture on my part, but I'm presuming this is what I like about Netflix. We all got together and started paying eight dollars a month. Now it's up to fifteen or whatever. But the cool thing about Netflix are is that they're going. You, a guy like you could come in and say, "Well, I want to do a documentary on the hat business." 
Okay, what do you need? Well, we only need a four hundred thousand dollar budget. Okay, well, we got a, we got ten billion dollars coming in a year. Here you go, here kid, here's your four hundred thousand. And oh, yeah. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of people saying they're getting money from Netflix and stuff. So this is great. It's feeding the artistry. Yeah, and, and I'll give you another example too. In New York, we have a, a loss of single screen, especially in Manhattan, single screen theaters over the many years. They just keep disappearing. Really? One of the most historic ones is the Paris Theater, which is near uh, the Plaza Hotel. It's been around, I don't know, 60, 70 years. They were going to knock it down. Netflix came in, buys it, and that's where they premiered The Irishman. The famous Paris yes. Theater is now owned by Netflix. Well, wow, how do you like that? Matter of fact, the young lady that is in here today, she's in New York or just moved here. She was a publicity agent for Random House, also for Vanity Fair, blah, blah. She doesn't want to get on camera. But you two, you definitely got you got to go see these shorts. And you, she's got to get together with you because next year she'll even help you more with publicity. Uh, but that's that's her genre. That's her, I mean, that's her genre. Our that's Manhattan her show will be in May, so we can, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anytime you want promotion from me, I just love talking, talking film with you. Uh, oh, that's great. Very excited yeah, what you're doing. It's really cool. Now, we look forward to this. You know, these uh, Vero Beach Museum folks have been so loyal, so welcoming, and the audiences that have attended over these nine years have just uh, been tremendous. The response has been over the top almost every year. And, I, of course, I have to mention Helen Millman, our friend who first introduced me to Vero Beach and you. And uh, she's back on board again with her busy life, but helping out to do, make this production as smooth as possible for the 11th of February. She's, so. she's an amazing person. Uh, she has three little boys. And, of course, uh, my, my half of my family's Jewish. I'm not. But I know that the boys like Eli and Jonah with my niece, who is full Jewish, uh, the, the, the kid, children always come first in a Jewish household. And that's the same with, with, with Helen. I mean, she just yeah. dotes on those boys. It's all about education. It's all about the boys. And yet she finds time every year to volunteer her services to do stuff like this with a guy like you. Now, that's coming yeah. up. What's the date it's coming up? February 11th. This is Saturday with the two shows at one thirty and 7. Okay. And in order to secure those tickets, because the seats are selling very rapidly, uh, how do they do that? Well, they have a. You go to the uh, Vero Beach Museum website is the best thing. VBmuseum oh, okay. and then they'll have a uh, a link. Uh, I think it's the education link, but it, it's pretty simple to get to that and order tickets. Well, uh, I, I wish yeah. sometime you stayed here Very long enough that you could come into the studio and we could just talk film for two hours. But uh, <laughs> that's great. Well, it's... well, this will be this. Rhett, it'll be the same as always. It's going to be a mix of. Um, comedy drama and animation from all years because we're not a film festival we go back in time and bring back award winners because folks haven't seen them like you say you see them on youtube and vimeo we put them up on the screen nothing like seeing is, it on a big screen nothing like seeing it on the big screen absolutely and this year is a little bit special because um our business partner of many years rick spencer passed away last may at asbury shorts and he was very instrumental in our show in Vero Beach every year. So we're dedicating the show to him, and we're going to bring back two films from the past that he was especially fond of. One is called Bye Bye Now. It's from Ireland. It's about the disappearance of phone booths across the Emerald Isle. And it's sort of a documentary <laughs> What's a phone booth, Dad? <laughs> yeah, right. And the other one is uh, an audience favorite that Rick and I loved, and he helped us get this film. It's called Pickle. It's a documentary about a a family that 
uh, nurses and raises animals on their farm. Uh, the only thing is they don't do it very well. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's a, it's a multiple, both are major award-winning uh, shorts from the past. And then we'll kick in a few comedies here and there. So it'll be a fun day. I'm, I'm on, yeah, I just, I just love this. I just could talk to you forever. Well, listen, so it's coming up again, February, what? 11th. 11th. And that's a yeah. Saturday, I believe. Saturday, one thirty and seven. Same program, repeated. Both if, you, times. if you want tickets, Yours folks, truly just... as the as the host, yep. and um, we keep it moving. It's a go, fun day. Go to the Vero Beach Museum of Art. Get your tickets there. They're very affordable, and uh, there's nothing like this genre of shorts. Hey, listen, how are things in New York? What's the temperature up there today? I think it's the it's about twenty nine or thirty, and I, I've I've seen all the social media postings of the Floridians that are going through some cool temps right now. I understand. Yeah, we are. It's colder. It's it's fifty five. <laughs> I, I feel for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm a New Yorker myself. My my grandfather used to have a place on East Fiftieth Street, so spent a I, lot of time there. And that the best time to be in New York City though is the spring. There's just something yeah, yeah. about, I mean, the, the dining al fresco with little snow still on the ground or whatever, you know. We'll invite you up. We're bringing the Manhattan show back for the first time in four years. Great. And we're doing it in May. And that's our flagship show. So uh, you'll definitely be invited to come up. Oh, thank you. Okay, I look forward cool. to seeing you in a couple of weeks. And again, folks, Great. if you want to see the short festival, it's not a festival. It's a short uh, celebration. Concert. Yeah. Concert. <laughs> celebration of short films at the Vero Beach Museum of Art. Uh, tickets are available. Thank you, Doug. Have a great day in New York, New York. You do the same, Red. Thanks for your help. Thank Appreciate you, it. sir. Okay, bye-bye.